This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Every year, at the end of Thailand's rainy season, a strange phenomenon occurs when night falls on the mighty Mekong River. Glowing red and orange balls appear to bubble up from the river, rise hundreds of feet into the air, and vanish into the sky. It's an astonishing sight, so much so that locals have turned the event into an annual festival that draws thousands of people to the riverbank. Are these fireballs a divine offering by some mythical creature that lives in these waters? Are they merely flammable gases that accumulate in the depths of the river? Or a hoax to draw tourists? We are listening to the Straits Times Unsolved Mysteries of Southeast Asia, the Mekong River's Serpent Fire. I am Tan Hui Yi, the Straits Times Indochina Bureau Chief. Once a year, at the end of Thailand's rainy season, crowds gather on the banks of the Mekong River for a special treat. They gorge on grilled chicken and papaya salad. They watch traditional dances by a massive statue of a seven-headed naga, a mythical serpent in Thai folklore. And then they turn to face the river and wait for night to fall. The highlight of the day emerges in the darkness. Glowing balls of orange seem to rise out of the water into the air before disappearing into the sky. Each fireball is greeted with loud cheers and wild clapping. The crowds count each and every single fireball. In some years, Dozens of these mysterious balls emerge in one night. In other years, there are hundreds. They call them Banfai Payana, or Naga Fireballs. In popular imagination, they are belched out by Nagas living in the Mekong River to welcome the Buddha at the end of the Buddhist Lent. This takes place on the 15th day of the 11th lunar month, during which there is a full moon. But the annual phenomenon in October has its skeptics. Some people have attributed it to flammable gases in the river. Others have dismissed it as an elaborate hoax, created by people shooting tracer bullets into the sky. Using drones and cameras with shutters set at low speed, these critics capture the images of these fireballs every year to try to convince the public that they are man-made. But there is no conclusive proof either way, and the annual Naga Fireball Festival in Thailand's northeastern Nongkai province continues to draw the crowds. 
Last year, even as Thailand wrestled with the COVID-19 pandemic, some 100,000 visitors turned up to watch these magical orbs of light. In normal years, it draws more than twice that number in tourists alone. Pon Pisai district in Nongkai sits on the bank of the Mekong River, facing Laos. It is the focal point of the Naga Fireball celebrations every year. There, tourists who come to witness the spectacle can also sample a wide array of street food and be entertained by top Thai celebrities. Dr. San Sunton Tanakun is the mayor of Pon Pisai municipality. Many of them come year after year. Many of them come not just to see the Naga fireballs, but also because they have faith in this sacred area. Some pray for success, some pray for the health of their ailing parents. And these elderly people actually get better after their children make a wish for them here. The Naga is a very auspicious creature for people in northeastern Thailand, an area known locally as Isan. This giant serpent is seen as a celestial guardian, a symbol of abundance and a patron of water. According to local mythology, the Mekong River itself was created by two Nagas. Images of Naga adorn the roofs of Thai temples. In Bulangan, another northeastern province, the discovery of rock formations resembling Naga in 2020 created a social media sensation. Tourists flocked to the cave to see the scaly rocks up close, causing a congestion at Pulangka National Park. Not everybody believes these giant serpents are responsible for the mysterious fireballs in the Mekong. Some alternative explanations center on chemistry. According to one theory, the fireballs are the result of methane rising through the water and reacting with phosphine and air. Methane is created by the decomposition of dead animals or trees. Phosphine is a flammable gas that can ignite upon contact with air. But Dr. Jessica Denbangboripant, a biologist from Chulalongkorn University, sees major holes in this theory. How can the gases accumulate under the liver? Because liver is not like swamp. Swamp is something that will be stable. The water is just there and a kind of uh, decomposition of the animals and, and, and trees would be accumulated under the water of swamp. But it's not like liver. Liver is something that, you know, is flow along the way. And especially in that time of the year, the time that have kind of phenomenon, the water of the river is very strong. The current is very strong. So it's um, to be impossible to have this kind of gas accumulated under the ground, the bottom of the river. And that's, that brings to another question that if you really have this kind of mixed gas, but how could be it happen only one time in the year? What brings this uh, phenomenon happen? Some might think about the moon, it's just like the lunar influences like another kind of uh, other phenomenon that uh, it sounds a bit strange. Also, some think about it, it might be kind of the movement of the Earth, the Earth itself. But again, why it happened just only in here, in Mekong River, in Thailand, and on that day, that night. Another explanation is that the fireballs are created by humans. 
A fictional Thai film released in 2002 tells the story of how the fireballs were created by monks in a temple on the Laos side of the river. In a film called Mekong Full Moon Party, the monks worked with divers to plant fireballs on the riverbed. They did this to help devotees keep the faith. That same year, a Thai TV channel called ITV produced a documentary on the fireballs. It showed Laotian soldiers firing tracer bullets into the sky, creating a pyrotechnic display while spectators cheered from the other side of the river. This program triggered protests in Nongkai that were so fierce that ITV apologised for causing distress. Mr. Tanaborakit Kuntanwa Pinyo, a Laotian filmmaker based in Bangkok, says he was intrigued by the fireball phenomenon in 2012 and set out with a friend to investigate it. That year, he stationed himself and his camera on the Laos side of the Mekong River. Facing him, on the far side, were crowds that had gathered in Thailand to witness the fireballs. You know, initially I didn't see anything. I arrived in the afternoon. I waited till the evening. I think it was about 7pm. We sat on a riverbank facing Thailand. I tried looking around. It was my first time there. So I stared at the river surface because I was told that the fireballs would emerge from the river. But I saw nothing. It was all dark. So the only thing I could see was candlelight and other light sources in that area. Then someone pointed to the area behind us where there were big bushes and lots of trees. And when we turned, we saw orange and red balls in the sky. That's when we realised the fireballs came from behind us. There was one ball, then the second, then the third. We noticed that none of the balls came from the river. They came from behind us, in the forested area. So I told my friend, let's go to that spot to film this. I carried the camera and the tripod to that spot and started filming. A while later, I heard gunshots. It went bang, bang, bang. And then I saw fireballs flying up from the bushes. And people from the Thai side cheered again. A bit later, I saw someone carrying a gun walk out of the bushes. It might have been an AK-47 or something. I was about 20 metres away from him. It was pretty dark. The guy with the gun looked at us. I called my friend's name and grabbed the tripod and started running. You know, after a while, my friend caught up with me. He asked me why I had run away without warning him. Nothing happened to us in the end. But that's how we discovered the spot they were shooting from. Everything happened so suddenly. I don't know if the man with the gun was the one who shot the fireballs or if it was just coincidence. But I filmed from that spot and the fireballs were coming from that spot. None of the fireballs rose from the water. That night, I stayed till about 9 or 10 p.m. And the scene kept repeating itself throughout the night. Whenever fireballs emerged from the bushes on our side, 
Spectators on the Thai side roared. Those on the Laos side, hearing these roars, would roar too. It was mass hysteria. Everyone enjoyed it as a festival and ritual, and there was drinking involved. They might have truly believed that the fireballs were rising from the river, or they might have just roared because others roared. Another sceptic, Mr. Sompop Kamsawat, is a civil servant in his 40s who has made it his mission to convince the public that Naga fireballs are a hoax. He runs a Facebook page called Proving Naga Fireballs that has over 36,000 followers. Every year, he travels to the Fireball Festival with drones and cameras to capture even more images of the phenomenon. He tells me that he once believed that the fireballs were real. In the old days, I believed it. I used to write articles on this web forum called Bantit.com. I personally like astronomy, and I used to write articles on Bantit.com. I describe it as a natural phenomenon. I try to explain that the sun and the moon can create a gravitational effect that forces Naga fireballs to emerge during the full moon on the 11th lunar month. That was in 2004. Those articles still exist online. But when I discovered the truth in 2011, I felt like a fool. I want to expose this completely. Last year, Mr. Songpop submitted a petition to the Laos Embassy in Thailand, requesting that it look into allegations that Laotian villages were shooting bullets into the air to make people believe they were fireballs. In response, Lao National Television broadcast a report showing villagers and security officers denying this claim. Mr. Tanaborakit thinks efforts to disprove the phenomenon are futile. The myth of the Naga fireball is so strong that some people will not accept whatever evidence that is put before them. You know, it's quite funny that no matter how many decades have passed, there are people who still believe it without any basis. Everyone will say they saw the fireball rise in front of them, which is very strange. On the third year that I went to the festival, I was on the Thai bank of the Mekong River. We had set up scaffolding so we could film the whole surface of the river from a vantage point. We filmed for three hours, but not one fireball emerged from the river. I talked to one old lady nearby. She had come from the south, and this was her first time there. I asked her, so what do you see? She said, I saw them. I saw them rise from the water, right here. 10 meters away. But I knew that was not true because I saw through my camera that the fireballs had come from the Laos side. Well, that's belief. If you ask a Westerner or anyone who is skeptical, they will have their suspicions. But if someone had been told to believe this way for all his life, that there are Naga fireballs, they will believe it in the first place. They will say, there, those are Naga fireballs. There is one thing at least that is indisputable. The term Naga fireball is a modern creation. In the old days, they used to be called Bang Fai Pi or Ghost Fireball. Dr. San says that local politicians and officials in Pompisai decided to change its name to Naga Fireball in 1986 
because it sounded more auspicious. But he stressed that the local elders did not try to claim that the Nagas were spewing fireballs. We did not say it was the Naga that was behind it. We just named it that way. These fireballs have existed for a long time. But with the name Naga Fireball, they became famous. Some people may think the Naga is breathing out fireballs. They are free to choose their narrative. But for us, this is more about tourism, about local faith and people's happiness. Today, the Naga Fireball Festival is one of the top tourist attractions of Nongkai province. Dr. Sun estimates that each visitor spends about 2,000 baht on this trip. So the province would have earned some 200 million baht, 8 million Singapore dollars, or nearly 6 million US dollars last year. Meanwhile, millions of baht have been spent to upgrade facilities along the Mekong River and build Naga-themed landmarks for tourists to check in on their social media accounts. Pon Pisai houses a fearsome statue of a seven-headed Naga. While the myth of the river-dwelling serpent has a robust following, the health of the river is failing. Water flows in the Mekong, which runs through China, Laos, Thailand, Vietnam and Cambodia, have been steadily disrupted by the construction of hydropower dams. As a result, fishermen downstream are seeing their catch dwindle. Farmers are watching their crops die. The water spirit appears to have no answers in the face of such rapid destruction. Awareness of this environmental devastation has made its way into the debate about whether Naga fireballs are real, says Dr. Jessida. Uh, some people are starting to say something like, a oh, long time ago, there used to be a real Naga fireball, but now it's not the real one. <laughs> you see, the, the real one has gone because of the climate change, <laughs> the level changing level of Macron from, you know, Chinese uh, dams, something like that. Come October this year, thousands more people will again stream to Nongkai province to catch sight of these fireballs. Devotees will hate their seeking blessings. Skeptics will no doubt try to amass even more evidence to prove it is fake. Debate about its origins will bubble to the surface once more. Is it a fact, a fable, a con, or a miracle? People may never agree on why Naga fireballs appear, but many do agree on one thing, that they are beautiful. This episode of The Straits Times Unsolved Mysteries of Southeast Asia, The Mekong River's Serpent Fire, is produced by Tan Hui Yi, Jianning Tan, Tio Tong Kai, and Magdalene Fong. Check out the full story in the podcast description. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel on your favorite audio apps Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts for the next episode of Unsolved Mysteries. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.